In some breaking from the Friar news, Leon made me cut his fro. I argued with him all morning to not do it. And he said, if I don't do it, he's just going to shave it all off fully. I miss it so much. It was so hot around here (laughs) that I just couldn't take it anymore. The fro was getting real big. It was really dope, but I was just really hot. I was hot all the time. And like I was fucking over it. You said you only had one regret about it. You wanted a huge fro for basketball night at least once this year. Yeah, so I go play basketball every Thursdays. And I really wish I picked it out before basketball because it would have been huge. <laughs> like a huge fro running down the court. There's no AC in there, so you probably would be so hot. Like oh, if you oh, thought yeah. just the living hairs, was the hot. The hairs around my forehead would have been like sweaty and like coming down. <laughs> but anyway, so. Oh, it would have been incredible. One day, one day, one day we'll post maybe a... A photo of the fro picked out and just see how big it is. It's glorious. Okay. But actual news, we are invited to a 90-day fiancé dinner. Now, not actually anything to do with the show. Don't get that excited. But we got a call randomly from Leon's dad today. And his boss invited him and us to a dinner because their son's fiance international will be arriving and they want to have a dinner for her she's a person of color and i assume we are the token friends i'm so excited expect some tweets yeah when i heard about this i initial thought was going to be it's going to be a total clusterfuck (laughs) but the folks hosting the dinner are really nice that i don't think it'll be Yes, so like, you know how on 90 Day Fiancé, it's always a shitty family first meeting? Like, no one's ever nice. No, these people will be super nice to her. He's there right now, picking her up, quotation marks, I don't know what you call it, flying her back. And I cannot wait, I will have updates. We were making our own storyline, like they're in their own 90 Day process. What Uh, friend am I going to be? What are your intentions? I promise I won't be that person. (laughs) I hate those people no, it's every gonna season. going to be like, hey, nice to meet you. Very basic. I said, like, what if it's just, like, really poorly made traditional food and then they, like, I don't know, like, go into every stereotype you could think of. It's going to be, like, catered. So I don't know what to bring. I was thinking a dessert is easiest for me to make, but we'll see. Yeah, it should be, it should be pretty fun, I think, I hope. So stand by. But on to the actual show. 90 Day Fiancé, Season 9, Episode 16, Here Comes the Pride. Let's start off with Bailal and Shida this week. Not a whole lot happened, but you called it from the jump. The dress was a prank. This was too easy to read, maybe because I just don't have a lot of confidence in the Bilal family. Solid. Their pranks are really stupid. You could see them a mile away. They always are sentimental in a way or involve sentimental items. So not only do they piss Shida off, but then they're going to be mad because their item is insulted. The house, the dress. There's honestly a weird undertone to their pranks. Like they're catching her. Even if it's a prank, they're trying to make a, they're trying to make something out of it is what I'm trying to say. Well, yeah. And the person's going to feel bad. Yeah. And she doesn't need to make them feel bad, even though, it's they like, oh, this dress is hideous. Bad. Oh, this is the dress my mom got married. And you're like, well, <laughs> exactly. Did you wear the dress for your wedding? Then you know, I don't like, want to hear you it. You know, like, what's, <laughs> what are they trying to get at? Shada made it clear. Do not play pranks with sentimental items. God, their pranks are so lame, too. They're not even funny. She needs to get back at them. Yeah. Do, do like something super. 
uh, Trinidad, like specific, very honorable kind of thing. They're like, oh, that's, you know, like we're going to put this in our home. It's a decoration. Oh, like, oh I like this. Ugly. She better do something. She's put up with a lot. They're like, oh, this is a national flower of Trinidad. I don't know. Some, something. <laughs> then we see Shida and her two younger sisters getting pedicures in preparation for the wedding. So these two sisters are the only family coming from Trinidad due to travel restrictions. They will talk about how they are surprised Shida ended up with an American man, since they kind of all agreed that they were never really interested in American men. The sisters didn't want to say that Bilal was an asshole, but they kind of did, and I liked it. Did they get that opinion about American men from their time in Trinidad or their short time in the States? Probably in the States, I would assume. But also, you're in New York, which has a special breed of people. Like, folks in New York, they're up-tempo, they don't got time to fuck around, they're they're going to A to B, get out of my way... You're probably meeting a certain type of person in New York City. I just feel like you're going to have those types of people everywhere. You are, but I feel like you're going to meet more of them in New York than if you were maybe in... I mean, are we talking like a Wall Street guy? Sure. No, but I mean, the hustle and bustle of the city, like people are just, you know what I mean? They're just quick with it. I'm just saying, I feel like it was a little bit of an oversimplification for men (laughs) in the US. Shada opens up a bit, and I think this is very important to know. She says that Bilal doesn't bend, meaning he's not flexible. He does not. He just does what he wants. He's rigid. He stays on the path that he has chosen. Not a good fit. How does that correlate to what his mom gave Shida's advice of you lead from the back? But I'm like, well, if the man isn't changing, there is no leading from the back. You're always just following. Exactly. And she wants to influence his decisions, but he's so hard headed. I just don't see him going for those items in every day-to-day life. They also say Bilal is an alpha male, which, no, no, get that out of here. Maybe just by personality, not by... Maybe. Why is it the day before the wedding and we are just trusting that the prenup is done the way that Shida expects it to be done? She hasn't read it yet. Yeah, I feel, like, I feel like it needs to be finalized because you might go through some crazy last-minute revisions. What if it's not... Even in there. Is this one prenup? So there's just a lot of like things crossed out, handwriting, initials. No, I would hope that this is like the clean version. I find that sketchy. It should be top of the list for Shida. Do you think, I heard some of your other podcasts that this is probably not as big of a deal as they're making it out to seem on the show. This is just the only thing. Probably. That they have. To note of their issues in their relationship. Yes. I mean, other than the pranks, this is the storyline all season. Now, I've been done with Thais for a long time now. This just solidifies that I was not too hard on her. So we watched that at separate times. Yes. But the whole time I was watching it, I was like, she's like, in my mind, I'm like, she's fucking annoying. Yes. She's really immature. She's almost picking out problems. Well, in one scene... She's like, this is the last thing I want to do. She's just bitching about going on a boat. That was a gift. That was so a it's gift. not like Patrick has a lot of say in it. Are you going to deny a yacht party gift? No. And then she's on the boat and it seems like she's living her fu- the life, man. Like just taking photos, relaxing. Yeah. Has outfit a cha- changes. A change of clothes. Yes. I'm guessing for the gram. I mean like. Oh, yes. Oh, I don't want to do this. But wait, let me change my outfit and take my photo. I just, I don't know. I, I couldn't. I couldn't really be with someone that just talks shit about a gift from someone. Yeah, I mean, even... Especially a fucking yacht ride. like that's And a wild. limo to the yacht. And, yeah. Also, just real quick sidebar. 
when did we as a society collectively agree that elongated cars were the pinnacle of high society and wealth? It's just a long car. It's 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 all about excess. I just need okay, more car. I need I more need car. Need more car. I need more, more car. There's Bigger not more truck. wheels though. Okay, that was my side rant. To go along with what you're saying, I started realizing that Thais has a lot of sound effects. Oh, I didn't catch on to this. So she has a lot of like, oh, like when yeah, she's yeah, yeah, like yeah. Okay, annoyed yeah. or like wants you to clarify or like, wow, and she's excited or like perked up or oh, like, I don't know. There's just certain sound effects. I hate that I watch the show so much that I can even pick up on this, but I'm just saying based on her reaction to all of these nice, fancy things that happened, they were all positive. She was never upset about the nice hotel, the nice cars, the yacht, the... Oh, and even, just even crap. complaining about traveling. I mean, some folks on this show, they have nothing. For example, look at Julia. All she yes. wants to do is like get away from where she is. Anything. Can you imagine Thais on a farm with and, her in-laws? And no. Thais has only been in major cities. Where did they start? Because they started in... Um, not in Dallas. No, I'm sorry. They started in Dallas, right? No, then it was Austin. Da- oh, okay. Yes, yes. Yeah, Dallas, Austin. Boston. Boston, and Miami, Miami, Orlando. Like you're, you're, you're just doing all right, girl. You're just going to major cities. You're seeing more of the U.S. than... A lot of like, people here. Like probably 90% of Americans have seen. The setup shot with Patrick Thais, Pat's friend, and his wife was so weird. She's like, it was I'm, very like trying like, to be I'm, Miami vibes. I'm going to be on TV. There was a scene where they were all talking, well, except for her because she was just posing. But it's almost like there was a shot of the friend talking, Patrick's friend, a shot of Patrick and Thais. But every time they cut to Patrick's friend, he was talking and it was almost like the wife or partner was like sort of looking at an angle away from the camera. Well, she had to sit on the arm of the chair. We couldn't just drag a chair for her over. She was like a prop to him. I didn't like it. It was... It's weird. weird. It was weird energy. There's a lot of weird energy of this boat. Like, I'm not trying to hang out with people, but I mean, it's a yacht, so. (laughs) Thais has no problem giving Patrick's friend a rundown of how unhappy she is, questioning the marriage, and saying that she cares more about what her dad thinks. And I think the friend had good advice. If you're going to break his heart, do it early, go back. Just basically band-aid effect. Going back a little bit, now that... Patrick has kind of shown you a lot of the states. Wouldn't it be easier to make the decision of, do I want to live here for the rest of my life? Yes, but... I say that just because a lot of her storyline is all about her dad not really buying into this. Well, definitely not buying into this. Her kind of being unsure, which I'm not putting that much weight in it. Honestly, I feel like this is just some dumb storyline. I think so too. Because I think no matter what her dad said or anyone, they were going to get married. I agree, but I think dad's real. Yeah, I mean, I think he's real too, but the storyline of, of I'm unsure is just is just weird to me. Yeah, they're for sure I, it feels... Married. So you guys know how when we're talking about things, I say, oh, that's definitely fake. But I don't like to say that too much because I think it takes us out of the show. Like, mm-hmm. we know we're watching reality TV that is set up. Yeah, you want to be immersed in the shit. Exactly. I don't want to pick it apart too much. But this one is definitely one that's clearly tampered with. <laughs> Patrick and Thais go out for dinner later, and I'm very proud of how Patrick handled this entire conversation. It was very calm. He was reassuring. It, of course, was not enough. Patrick brought up a really good point. He told her about everything before the trip even happened. She never said no to the plans. 
And if she doesn't want to do something, he can just do it alone. They don't have to always do stuff together. And she made her dissatisfied sound. So that was not okay. Huh? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I thought Thais was a jerk for saying that John needed to move out immediately. Basically, if they get married, this is the deal. It's weird to think they have a house that big and you still just want to like kick someone out. I, I, I don't get how at this point you don't get the messaging of my brother is really important to me. Like, I want him to be in my life. She doesn't give a shit about this man's trauma. There's so much more than a guy's just living with you. And I think that you can give him a little grace. I think Patrick saying three months is very reasonable. And then she tries to use that as an example of, see, I said John needs to leave and you said no. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. I'm not just going to kick my brother out. Sorry. So uh, who's controlling who again? Mm, Okay. We're continuing. We're bringing out bigger guns. We are escalating the argument. Thais brings up, fine, I want my dad to come live, live with us. Patrick explains how much family means to him and he would love it. He doesn't think dad would come, but yes, that's totally fine. Doesn't even really respond to this. (laughs) She does not want her dad living there. (laughs) Fuck no. Now, new strategy. Patrick still isn't taking the bait. Maybe my dad is right. Okay. You should just call her out and say, well, if you think he's right, you can just, you know, we can leave. We can get you a ticket tomorrow. That's pretty much the response. If you think so, then we shouldn't get married. I don't want you to do anything you don't want to do. He's laying it on thick. Yeah. And so is she. No. Boom. Great responses. That was kind of the end of that conversation. They pull up to a nice hotel. Thais was excited to be there. I don't know why she didn't tell him she didn't want to stay in this one or something, but she seemed very satisfied with the hotel he had picked. And Patrick finally calls Thais's dad. Let me explain something really quick. This was the exact relationship I had with Leon's parents for the first 10 years of our relationship. Yeah, my parents have always just been really cold. Like a virus. I'm fighting my way in. Hence the dinner. That's another story. Oh, yeah. Look, I was, well, you were invited and I'm tagging along. Dad does not give his blessing. He says, basically, Patrick should be with an American, that you should be with someone from here. That's it. I don't support it. I don't give you my blessing. Also, that's a really... Rude as hell. Really, like legacy fucking mindset of Oh yeah, she needs you're to be, kind. She needs to be from someone from Brazil. I'm like, really? Nah. Nowhere in the fucking world. Nowhere else is there someone good enough. No. Then it is wedding day for Ari and Benny, and Benny has to get everyone ready for his wedding. Benny's cutting hair. Getting babies doing some ready. Fades, getting a baby ready, getting himself ready. They're doing need, a lot. I need him to get some friends so he can have some help and some support. So, Benny talks about keeping his word. Ari had Avi baptized in Ethiopia, so now he is going to have the Jewish wedding that Ari wants. I think he called it a sacrifice, but I'm hoping he meant a compromise. So don't did, take it did, as all like sacrifice. Did you notice the, the slight flashback to the baptism where the they, Bible. Sort of, they sort of like rubbed the Bible <laughs> yes. on either her head or the baby's head? I, I think everyone's remember. head. And Ari was like, disgusted or something i think she just no one told her what was going to happen so as the book kept getting closer and closer I, she was like oh god <laughs> it's not too much the show's fault but why are why are a lot of the times the americans on these shows they, they just seem so close-minded like there could be nothing else in this world as far as what you're used to what you're accustomed to Maybe. your religious views because I usually mean, i think a lot of the time like Ari's they're Jew. not traveling outside and yeah. experiencing 
experiencing these things outside of their own personal love story. But Granted, I'm, I'm, she traveled a lot. But I'm just curious how she would react if Benny were to like look at something awkwardly in like a Jewish um, religious oh, that would ceremony. Fly. No, 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 no. You know what I mean? Like it's just like just give some respect to people's like religions and just hang out. And one portion, Ari tells her mom that she feels really good today. She's ready. She's excited. But that 90 days is just not enough time to plan the wedding, to figure out everything you need to do. And all I could think about was, ma'am, you've been with this man for years. Like, you either want to do this or you don't. How old is Avi at this point? Yeah, please. He's walking. He's talking. He's a human. He is a full <laughs> individual. It'd be funny if the mom responded with like, uh, well, I hope you're sure. I mean, you guys have been together forever and you have a kid. And you guys have been on multiple continents together. Like, just figure it out. So you're excited to see him on Happily Ever After? <laughs> no. Are they going to be on it? Not on this season. Oh, thank God. Oh, I have... Mm, stick around to the end. I have news about oh, cool. what we're going to cover. Cool. So when mom sees Ari in her dress, she gives her a hug and says, Remember, your husband has to treat you like a princess your whole life. Expect princess treatment demand it is that weird is that weird to say day of i feel like you're putting this ginormous expectation on this marriage of now because you are a bride because you are someone's wife they must worship the ground you walk on and that is not reality yeah what's with the whole compromise 50 50 but now you're like no they must worship you it's weird treat you like a princess forever there will be shitty times as you experience where, wait, where it. was the, where was the, you have to treat him like a king. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, it doesn't go both ways? No, definitely not. Okay. I just thought it was weird advice. Like, of course you don't want to be brutal on someone's wedding day being like, hey, marriage can be shitty. You got to figure it out. Of course you're not going to say that, but I don't know if you should be like, you demand to be treated like a princess. That felt weird. You're, you hate this. People oh, wearing sneakers in their wedding dress. We saw it on Married at First Sight. We saw it here. I am all good with just change the shoes <laughs> right after the ceremony. They could be waiting for you on the other side of the door. Just not it just the looks, formal it ceremony. Looks real clunky. Okay. <laughs> it looks real clunky. I looked it up online and people were saying you could pull it off, but all the shoes I saw were corny as hell because they have to be, well. They have to be okay. like glittery okay. or bows or Some people were doing some cool like hip thing, like wearing like Jordans, like Jordan 1s, yes, which look kind of cool, too. like matching, like the, mm-hmm. the bride and groomer matching. But some of the ones that are, I would say, more the traditional shoe you would wear, they look stupid. They, like Ari's, How do you feel about the white Ari's, Ari's was like bedazzled at the ass. Yes. I'm like, that is so corny. I think you're anti any sneaker. I don't know why I'm asking this. <laughs> We've had this full-blown conversation last week. Okay, we already make fun of Ari for being an awkward gal. Maybe we'll give her a pass. If she was in heels, maybe she would make it look real awkward. Okay. Do you remember when we watched her walk? I do. In those boots? I do. So, like, yeah, sneakers probably are better for her. Let's be honest. Yeah. Sweet vows. I cry at every wedding. I don't know if I would cry at this one. Both of their vows, I felt like, were just telling each other their own love story. But mm-hmm. that's okay. Do you? I believe the pod. The pod I keep mentioning is, uh, I believe it's Kyle and Kim. Yes. Really cool pod if you want to check it out. But they mentioned uh, the reason we're here is because we got pregnant shortly after. Uh, it, yeah. Yeah. I don't think they had a wedding reception. It just went straight to leaving the building, getting in the SUV. It was very sudden, but then all of a sudden it was dark outside. I felt like there was a big loss of time somewhere. Do you feel like this moment should have been... 
more like more powerful more yeah I mean, we've been following these people for years i like, i this thought is it like, would be more this is like the moment and it almost seemed like we're rushing it along that was it? yes it's also wedding day for even mohammed something i wanted to bring up it was very sad to see all of these scenes of love and happiness and Mohammed finally compromising and doing things Eve wants because of all the text messages that have come out. And she is in denial. She has posted her wedding invitations this morning. She is talking about their love. Well, you're saying the text messages could be fake. I was being devil's advocate. I do think there's a possibility that they are fake. So there's no proof that there's real. There's no photos. There's no phone calls. There's no nothing other than text that is super easy to doctor. Mm-hmm. Anyone can change a name in their phone. It doesn't matter. So is there proof? Somewhat, but not really. So in case something else comes up, I think it's fine to take this with a massive grain of salt. My question for you is a squad member behind these text messages. Did they catfish Mohammed to show Yeev that he's a piece of shit? I was not thinking that, but it's an idea. I'm going to say no. This is probably just a wacko fan that just... Wanted to fuck with someone. I I mean, we've seen this before in other shows, so I just... If it's fake... Sister wives? I don't think it's, it's a squad member. Okay, I'm just saying if it is a squad member, it does make the story make a little bit more sense in the fact that Yves is ignoring this and continuing to post loving posts with Mohammed. Because definitely if this was a squad member, Yves would just cut them out of her life, tell them they're horrible people, and move on. She wouldn't direct anything to Mohammed, I wouldn't think. Those are just my vibes. I have no proof of any of this. <laughs> I saw on Instagram recently that Yves has three engagement rings. From Mohammed. Oh. That is overcompensating a lot. Mm, the text messages, not great timing. That's is, every, all. is every ring like an apology? Maybe. <laughs> Yves was doing her makeup with a tiara on, and I just feel at some point we should stop wearing tiaras. Tiaras? Tiaras? Yes. Tiaras? Just kind of, just wear a cute, like, I don't know, just not a tiara. <laughs> I don't know why it bothered me so much. Is even her, like, late 40s or? Yes. 48? Right? Just, just feels like it, it's very this sweet is, 16. This is the moment she's been waiting for I mean, for years. true. I mean, accurate. So She's like, I'm going to get married one day. I'm wearing this fucking tiara. You know what? No. You do what you want. I take it back. You do what you want. It's your wedding day. Don't let me tell you anything. I thought the wedding was, you know, it's pretty okay. It was it's very even, sweet. They were choked ch- up. I kind of, okay. My least favorite thing during wedding ceremonies is a sand ceremony. I don't like it. I was confused what was going on. Well, you're combining your lives. And for some reason, that has to be represented with colored sand. And then you have to have this sand jar forever. No. Okay. No. The only reason I liked it during this ceremony is because Theron had a color and he was involved. So I thought that was very sweet. The blending of the three lives. Fine. I don't usually like it when it's just the dude and the girl, though. Uh, the bride and also, the husband. It's because I'm negative. To me, that also... I'm like, they're putting a lot with this bond and creating this family because if this doesn't work out, it's like, oh, that's But you're awkward. not going into that on your wedding day. I mean, you're getting married because that's it. Right. That was cute where Theron was like, yeah, I'm kind of over this fucking suit. I'm taking <laughs> shit off. Yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> He's a sweetheart. I loved that he was involved. He was up there with them. He walked down the aisle with them. Very sweet. At the end of the ceremony, Mohammed tells the camera, I'm glad I stayed with my regular sponsor. Ugh, I hated it. It's pretty awkward. Don't, uh, it's not even funny. It's weird. and. I mean, everyone seems to think 
that he's for sure here just for the green card. Yes, just because of like the things that he said does point to that. Like just do the paperwork. I'm like trying to work. Yeah, like, and basically I'm just here for my green card. Like, get it going. I think he specifically said that before. Maybe not I'm just here for my green card, but I'm here to work. Right, right. I'm here to do something. Yeah. Also, I kind of think he wants to do that as well because he might not be fully comfortable just always watching Theron. No, and he has expressed that a lot. And it sounds like you didn't want to hear that. She was just like, well, if you're here, this is what you're going to do. So he's probably like, well, I want to get a job and like make money for us or make money for myself. I don't think that should be put on him. Like, that shouldn't be the reason that you married him so that he can help take care of Theron. Also, I don't fully trust him to take care of Theron. Yeah, I, it takes You're a just, long... I mean, I don't know. I'm not a parent, weird. but I would imagine it would take a long time to get an adult to trust... For you to trust them around your and kid. And just day one, you left him with Theron. Did you even teach him how to do the procedures that Theron needs done? It's just a lot, and I it doesn't feel very safe. I don't know. I didn't feel like Mohammed had any part of this wedding... There was not really any part of his culture anywhere. He kind of just like... He I'm had gonna put one a, song, I I'm think. I'm going to put a suit on and I'm going to show up. Yep. This that kind of like, sucks. This is like her thing. Well, he mentioned he's like, I don't give a shit about the wedding. Like, this is your thing. Like, I'm just... <laughs> True. You just fucking, okay, accurate point. I'm sure he didn't fight papers. for this. <laughs> yeah. He realized that if he doesn't compromise, that he will lose you forever. So, montage of Mohammed doing stuff. But also... An image they didn't represent correctly on the show. Because it seems like he's been doing all these activities with them. Do you think so? Or was this after? Because they played it off like it was after the wedding. I don't know. It could have been any time. I mean, it, I think it could have been before or after. I mean, as far as like joining her in like her class sessions and yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. So who knows? I don't know. I feel like the show tried to paint Muhammad in a certain light. Or this guy. It goes that with just, the storyline, yeah. This guy that just won't... Um, sort of like bend to like what he's used to and and or compromising like from religions or activities what do you think about muhammad in general i mean do you think he's he's definitely using her definitely definitely using her definitely i mean she is just ignoring red flag after red flag this is man i feel bad for her because she wants it so bad but man it couldn't have been clearer It'll be interesting to see where their relationship goes as far as do they last multiple years? Do they last a year? I mean, like, you know, you kind of see people's intentions through that. Did you notice that Jabri was already wearing a wedding ring during this episode? I did not notice that. Yeah, when they were driving. I did not notice that. Mm, Curious. Why would you put it on two days before the wedding? I didn't think it was funny that it was raining the day Yeah, like the one day it's going to rain, it's going to be there. Yeah. I thought the grandma was cute. Grandma showing up, um, being their officiant. That, that's going to be really awesome. I think Jabri is immature as fuck. He's, he's Absolutely. Like, it's almost like he's a kid inside because certain things aren't connecting. Like he's talking to grandma and he's like, uh, do you think they'll show up? I'm like, uh, no, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't fucking bet on that. Like they're not going to fucking show up. But it's they're- a hope. The universe gives you little gems of comedy sometimes. And we witnessed one during the segment. When they arrive at the Airbnb, Miona says that she would love to live in a place like this. Jabri responds by saying, you better get your makeup lined up and going. This week, Miona has been dragged on social media because her makeup brushes were proven to be just bought from, I believe, Alibaba and just thrown her name on, which is the exact same thing Yara had happened to her when she did the same thing. So they're $8 makeup brush sets that she sells for $60. They're dollar two dollar set like brushes that are sold for much more so everyone's been dragging her they're so so with hustle culture there's 
a lot of legitimate stuff out there. There's MLMs. There's some of the times uh, things like this make the the whole side hustle hustle culture thing just feel almost like disingenuous. I'm like, okay, so do you just get over on people and like that's your like that's, hus- that's your side hustle? Like that's you're not providing a legit service. You're just like getting over on people. What I'm getting at is look out for from the fryer makeup brushes come hey, next year. Just kidding. <laughs> for fifty nine ninety nine. That's right. Also, it's really cringy because they're like blocking everyone that calls them out. And then Miona recorded a video of Jabri talking her up, being like, you got this. You're out here succeeding and all this stuff. What's it's Jabri- really weird. What's Jabri doing? What does he do? Black Serbs. Has he made any I music? <laughs> I'm going to just look them up to see if they've made anything new. They're hustling. That's all you need to know. Do you think grandma's paying for part of this Airbnb? Like, did they tell her, hey, here's your portion of the rent? I don't think so. Because oh, she's nice, officiating then. the wedding. I don't think so. That would be super rude. Well, I'm just saying. Or did grandma <laughs> offer up like, hey, this is my wedding gift to you guys. The whole Airbnb. I mean, they're probably only there for two or three days. Yeah. Jabri's mom is so annoying and I'm concerned that she's a therapist. She's basically saying like, well, this is the consequences of your actions. In this video call, she just expresses, you know, oh, I really wish I could be there. Just, I I just can't, you know. And when he asks for a blessing for the marriage, yeah, on- at least. Honestly, he should just ask, like, why can't you? Like, is it work? Like, you don't even really give me an excuse of, like, why you can't make it. It's just the fact that you hate the way I plan this. Yeah, and she says that she has to create a distance to protect her heart. This is your son who is getting married. Stop. Just because you didn't like how this happened, you still have to be there. She says it's a memory for her son that she doesn't get to participate in. When Jabri asks his mom for her blessing, she says she wants him to be happy and that she supports him. She says, I do not bless how this came about, but I bless this moving forward. Ah, I, I feel like the parents have just, they've just dealt a lot with Jabri over the years. I mean, I agree. That they've probably been through so many situations where it's obviously not marriage, but there's something like everything's a big life event make it to this make it to that and there's no planning there's no organization he's always relying on his parents either for financial help or just to be there for him they're like we can't just be there for you for all these random events all the time like we have work and stuff like i don't know wedding though wedding the wedding yes i get it you gotta do that that make i understand but i can see why they would be really annoyed with the way he sort of orchestrates things well yes but you do it and that's it this is a big one it's a life event, and it does involve you as a parent. Did you notice while Emily and Kobe were setting up their wedding reception venue, Emily just cannot stop putting Kobe down. It's always like, oh, do you know what side that silverware goes on? Do you know what that I'm like, is? Do you, do you fucking do know? Way? Yeah. She just has to put him down. She wants to make him look dumb to make she, herself she look lo- better. She looked it up that morning so she knows where the <laughs> knives and yep, the fucking spoons exactly. go. Exactly. When Kobe says, don't talk to me, and they both laugh, you know he was serious. You know, there's a there's a bit inside where he's like, no, just shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's like from that argument we had, ha, 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 but really. Shut but up. really, just. Uh. Emily feels like she's being super slick by having non-alcoholic beer. And you could have just been like, no, I don't want to drink the night before the wedding. I'm trying to sleep good. You know what they have, too? They have, uh, I noticed in the background, they had juices where they're probably non-alcoholic, but they could almost look like sort of like a margarita like it's almost like a lemonadey thing <laughs> that's cute i think in one scene she was drinking one of those but let's be definitely drinking i don't i don't, I don't know what her 
family style is for parties, but if I see a bride refuse shots or specifically not carrying a bottle, I'm thinking two. Are you? There's only two things. And especially, like, they had koozies everywhere to, you know, because they probably had Heineken's, well, which are green, and then the non-alcoholic beer, uh, which is green. Yes. So they had koozies so you can't see the label. Which is smart. Okay, you're, you're doing a lot here. But they're either trying to avoid a hangover on their big day. Which is, yes, valid. Or you're, or you're pregnant. Like, there's only two things. I mean, well, yes, but, I mean, I think the not wanting to be puffy or sick the next day is a very valid reason. But what if you knew Emily and you're like, okay, Emily always drinks wine. Like, why aren't you drinking wine? Well, I guess. Kobe is so sweet for this. He brought these beautiful outfits from the region of Cameroon where both of his parents are from. He included his in-laws in this, as well as Emily, and... He said that it meant a lot for the family to accept wearing these outfits and says he's a lucky man. That was so sweet. I'm waiting for them to break this family's heart when they let them know about the pregnancy. Oh, yeah. It's going to be horrible. I I need it on camera. I hope it's on camera. I need it on camera. I hope it's on camera. Just say it at the reception. (laughs) There is a big level of disrespect, though. Yeah. And I mean, but Kobe is the only one that's acknowledging that and says we are already lying to them. I mean, he mentions it again when they're out on the porch. I mean, come on. These these people are funding you. They're they're responsible for you. They're giving you money, a roof, all of this stuff. And you're like, yeah, he gave me one rule, but yeah, whatever. Like, yep. God, that's a bad look. That's a super bad look. While he and Emily are on the porch, only Kobe asks if Emily is okay. And this is something I noticed throughout the entire season. Emily's not concerned with how Kobe is feeling, how he is adjusting, how he's mentally doing having no friends and family around but he's always asking like is she okay is the kid okay is i hate it well the one time it seems like kobe would want to get close to people he knows she's like yeah we're not moving are you crazy yep and that's it like, and not. she brings that up again two, in this two, conversation two hours away we're not moving two hours away are you are you kidding me yeah you moved you moved you know oceans but no two hours forget about it the fact that ohio is such a non-issue to kobe like he's that's already done and over, and she brings it up again as one of the doubts in getting married. I just don't understand. But how many times you, does he have to say, "I'm not doing that right why now"? Why are you so against moving away from your parents? Because she needs the support. That's like a heavy dependency. Like her emotions. Like I think her her heart probably races when he mentions moving well, away. Yeah, she wouldn't be able to do it. Now I don't know if Kobe really told her to f off. Do you think he did, or was that like a snippet that they put in some, with his that'd back? That'd be some turn. shit editing. But oh, they do that all the time. Something I'm looking forward to on the tell-alls is if they, for some reason, we don't see this whole we're pregnant thing on camera. Well, in the tell-all, she's either going to be pregnant or have already given birth no, to a child. No, they're no, the kids already out and running around. They bring it I, out on stage. I hope. I cannot wait for uh, the host to talk to the parents. I, yes. what, what was your reaction? How do you feel? Do they still live with you? So many questions. Oh, we know do you the still answer. support them? We know the answer. I, but, but, you know, I just want to hear it. I know. But in general, I thought it was super shitty for Emily to bring up this conversation at the rehearsal dinner in front of everyone and where everyone's having a wonderful time and being arguably way more supportive of Kobe than her family was when he first came to their house. I'm kind of judging her. What is this timing? IQ a bit. I didn't mean to start a fight. Oh, okay. Why the yeah. fuck are you bringing up this stressful shit that already caused fights before? Like, your family's throwing you this party. Just get, keep your shit together for a little bit. I, I have don't a question. Know. Do you think it'll come out that she's pregnant at the wedding? 
someone's said, gonna, I hope so. Someone's going to try to offer you a drink or something. Yeah. And as soon as you turn away a drink, people are getting <laughs> suspicious. That's true. You know what you could do? You could say you're already hungover, so like you can't, like, oh, no, I can't, I can't. You well, know, they'd be I, like, no, I'm you sick. aren't. You didn't drink last night. Just be like, I party with Kobe after. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> on the next time on, we see Jabri and Miona get married. Maybe? Igor, the mystery character of this episode, is two hours late, which e- is a Igor's, big deal. Igor is clearly not the efficient, efficient, so I don't know why he matters if we need I'm to I'm assuming or not. photographer is what I was going and for. And we know these folks are all about the gram, all it's about the image. Deal. I'm just saying you got a professional crew there. Handsome on your phone. <laughs> Get it done. They probably have cameras. Mm-hmm. They're probably taking photos of the show, let's be honest. Yeah. It is also wedding day for Bilal and Shida. The preview showed no mention of the prenup or showed signature. So who knows what's happening there? I don't even think it's a real episode if we're not talking about the prenup. The wedding I'm most looking forward to, Kobe and Emily, is also next episode. Yes. Here we go. They're still fighting. He's not picking up her calls. She's still playing the victim. Just all around great energy to bring into a marriage. Then we see Thais getting her makeup done and still sticking to the script. She says she's uncertain about marrying Patrick on her wedding day. A lovely, helpful friend says that if her father didn't approve of her marriage, then she would postpone. Thank you, friend. Good day. They're like, Thais, just say you're not sure. Just say you're not sure on camera. Again. (laughs) All right. Thank you all so much. We really appreciate your time. I hope you have a good week and we will talk to you for Married at First Sight. Come live tweet with us if you have time. Thank you all. Take care. Bye. Okay, almost forgot. I wanted to let you guys know that we kind of came to a conclusion about what we are going to cover next. We were debating on Happily Ever After. Is it worth doing the podcast on it? Because we're only going to cover like three couples, which can probably be pretty annoying if you do watch the show and want a recap of it. But... My solution is, and I'm open for discussion, covering Sister Wives. It's my jam. It's my secret love. Oh, Absolutely. Awesome. Yes. So I have to do Sister Wives. Now I'm opening to covering Happily Ever After the few couples that I would watch. But I just want to make it clear, kind of set that out there that I won't. We're not going to cover Happily Ever After as a whole. Totally open to covering those few not as problematic couples, though gonna be bad because you know the juicy content's gonna be in the shitty couples oh for sure and so that's why it's kind of like is it worth it i don't know i feel like not many people are very interested in the show anyway but man sister wives is my jam when's so the, I, when's the premiere for sister wives? september 11th we're still gonna be on married at first sight for sure for three months yeah we'll, we'll be, be on, on maps for a long time guys do you want to hear the description of episode one Oh, of Sister Wives? Yeah, it oh, already sure. dropped. Oh, it's so So good. no actual preview has dropped, so but description has. Janelle tests positive for COVID-19, which I assume this is, you remember at the end of last season, Garrison tested positive or was showing symptoms, and I'll be pissed if we're picking up right where not, we left off years not, ago. Not a good look. One, let, let's be honest, I know it's very serious, but when people go to TV, they're going for escapism. They're going to live a different yes. reality. We don't want to keep watching COVID-19. We lived COVID-19. We We're don't, still we, living it. We don't it's, want to show it. On, like People don't want to view that on TV. No, it probably makes them sad, to be honest with you. It's a very sad um, time. 
if this show still because fo- a lot of the seasons lately were just there we're like years di- behind in their di- actual life distancing social distancing and sort of like how they're dealing with that that's been a lot of latest episodes if they continue with that it's gonna be really annoying well the only reason why i'm really looking forward to this specific storyline is does cody drop everything and take care of her no. And but remember, that was the whole no. argument with Gabe is, and no, they, you're not going to take care of her. I will. And you mentioned it a second ago. They need to have a time jump. Like a two year, like a okay. year and a half. McKelty. Yes. Had the kid already. Is pregnant with twins now. But in the show, it's she just announced kid, her pregnancy. Yeah, she just had her baby born. shower. We knew what the kid was when they had the reveal. Yes. Dumb. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Janelle tests positive for COVID-19 and Cody confines in Robin about his troubles with Christine. I thought the whole thing was like, we don't talk about Fight Club. The number one rule. We don't talk about other marriages. It's not a marriage anymore, though. Oh, right. Loophole. I like it. (laughs) Then Cody and Christine sit down to have a tense discussion about the future of their marriage, which leaves Christine feeling empowered and Cody defeated. So down for that. Down for any Cody defeat. Is that like the conversation of we're breaking up? Yeah. So I want to see like that. it's over? But can I time jump somewhere in there? Because, yeah, I want to see all that initial stuff. But then, I, and then like, let's go like forward. Eight months later. Then yeah. it's like next episode, eight months later. Exactly. Christina's left. How's life now? Precisely. Cool, cool. cool. All right. So definitely covering that. I'm open to covering some of Happily Ever After. And then we'll keep going with maths. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you, guys. Talk cool. to you soon. Later. Bye.